Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And I, I, I can't even decide if I'm excited or not, because when it comes to artificial intelligence, I feel like a moron. So what do you do? You bring on people that know what they're talking about, but not only know what they're talking about, they enjoy talking about it. And, and so today, we might talk a little bit of mortgage. We're going to talk a lot of bit AI, and, and, and we're going to have some fun. And, and selfishly, I'm going to learn. Whether any of you guys out there even care about this episode, I'm going to come out of this a better person. And, and so I am, am so excited to have Stacia Weishar on or Weissar. I said it wrong. I said I wasn't going to say it wrong. I said it wrong. On the show, Stacia, you, you are a branch manager. You are a mortgage coach. You still do loans yourself. You, you have a background in tech. And so this whole AI thing is just like second nature to you. And so I, I am just so excited to, to jump into this. Welcome to the show. Kyle, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And AI should be super exciting and, and all the other feelings too. But yes, we can talk AI. I love AI. <laughs> so so I, I want to just, I want to jump in here um, because we could talk about mortgage, but that's boring and you crush that, <laughs> right? Anybody that listens to this episode, just go Google your name and, and you'll see how incredible you are at all that. Um, but there, there's lots of people that are good at mortgage. And, and so tons of people could talk about mortgage, but I don't know tons of people that can truly have like a high level conversation about artificial intelligence to both the good and the bad, right? All that stuff. So uh, let's start with just like, why, what are we misunderstanding about artificial intelligence? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So, um, I think with, do you, so I, I'll tell you a little background. So I represented the first company that did artificial intelligence that was publicly facing in the United States. Blockbuster wow. video, be kind, rewind. Okay. But that wasn't the only thing they were known for. They actually had a little kiosk when you checked out and it was like, apply here for a job. And it could tell the software that was on there was my client. It, basically they could tell if you, Kyle, or me, Stacia, where we'd be best served within the footprint of the retail outlet. And more importantly, if you had a propensity of theft and stealing, or I did. And so wow. this the software was written with really algorithms that could understand um, sort of human behavior, personality profiles. Like if you're a good salesperson, Kyle, which you would have been on the front there, you've been like, hey, here's the new release. You know, I don't have the cash register. Did you rewind? I'm going to charge you a buck or whatever, right? So you had these proponents of where people would thrive, but also it started to learn from itself and be like, 
you know, Kyle's a very trustworthy person. He'd never steal. Stacia, on the other hand, gosh, we got to question her, right? And so they lowered yeah. their theft within the retail outlet. And I, you know, really, truly, that's where most theft comes from in retail is from their own employees. So great software. Um, I started learning about AI then. And, you know, it's really interesting. That was a long time ago. I'm going to age myself. That was decades ago, right? And so people are scared of AI. But what I think about daily is it's, it's everywhere, right? Have you ever picked up your phone? I mean, I know you're huge. You're amazing with social. I mean, that is like your jam. You do such a great job with your clients. Have you ever picked up your phone? Looked at, looked at like, let's just say Twitter, or it doesn't matter, like Facebook, whatever it is. And you were like thinking about buying those new pants. And then all of a sudden they're in your Facebook feed. Yep. Doesn't that happen to you all the time? All the time. Yeah. That's, that's AI. And it's AI, not that it's like reading your mind and it's not like it's like an alien that's like, ah, that Kyle's brain in here. That'd be pretty fun though. Um, you know, it's really about like your behaviorisms, like what you're doing, where you shop, what you're thinking about. You know, I have Alexa that sits in my other room. I have this open office door, which is fun. My dog might run in here. So that's part of the joys of working from home sometimes. But, um, you know, I'll have Alexa sometimes it will be like, say something. And I'm in here and I'm not saying a thing. And it's like, it will be like the Fed, Fed announcement. And I'm like, oh my, is Alexa reading my brain right now? I'm reading about the Fed right now. It was, it's crazy. <laughs> That's AI. And so when people get really scared of it, I had, I, I am a coach too. I coach originators at all levels, you know, from, a, from VP levels to just starting out in their career. Um, and I had a really good friend of mine, which will be name nameless. I'm going to keep him anonymous on this, but I've known him for years. Um, he's a dear friend of mine and <clears throat> I was coaching him and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of known as a systems and process person. That's what people know me as. There's a lot more to what I coach you, but that's, I've really built amazing systems and processes and leverage technology outside of the institutions I work for to be exceptional at what we do. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, and he was like, yeah, I was buying this car and I was like, I was chatting with somebody and then come to find out it was an AI bot and I hate AI. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put my head in the sand. And I go, okay, well, let's talk about that. Like, tell me more about that. I'm like, and I started asking questions, you know, do you use this? Do you use that? Do you have a cell phone? I know he has a cell phone, you know, and I'm like, AI is all around you. It touches you daily. Now, what people get scared of, Kyle, is the fact that they think that AI is going to take us over, right? The reality is, is, is that those people that do not employ AI in their daily lives, in terms of their businesses, in terms of the efficiencies in their lives, they'll be obsolete. So my husband um, is, you know, he, he's a CMO, he's run marketing company, he's been in the tech space. And, you know, in marketing, AI, is, it can be very threatening. And so um, he's like, listen, AI is not going to replace me. It is going to replace the person that puts their head in the sand and doesn't use it. Mm. Um, you know, with a software background and technology background, I was not an engineer. I was on the product development side, project management, sales and marketing, wore lots of different hats. Um, I think about technology all the time. You know, we're technologying right now, my friend. That's Zoom. Right. Yeah. It used to be, it used to be a, used to be a software. Now it's a verb and a noun and an adjective. Sometimes it's a bad word. Not a Zoom again today. You know, so right. it's software and technology is a way for us to leverage and to get better. Um, and so I think about AI and how I can build efficiencies in our business 
how I can build efficiencies for my team and really how I can build efficiencies in what I do every day. Cause I, I, I work a lot. And if I can leverage technology, specifically artificial intelligence to help me be more efficient, more effective, communicate better, um, build systems and processes that give that really high touch experience for our clients, which we're exceptional at while leveraging technology. Why would I not do that? The one thing that AI cannot replace, it can try, but what it can't replace is emotional human intelligence, right? It just can't do that. Like I can't, it can't give you a, I can't give you like an, a zoom hug. (laughs) It's not going to do that Kyle. Right. But I can do that with you. Right. And so it's not going to replace us. It's you should, but you should use it. You should use it all day long and you should learn a lot about it, especially in the mortgage industry, especially in real estate and mortgage, because it's coming and it's coming fast and furious. Yeah. So what, what are some of those tools that, that you guys are currently deploying that are making your, you know, you more efficient, that are helping your systems and processes, helping you appear more relational or like what, can, can we talk through some of the, yeah. the different things out there that you guys like? Well, any software that you interact with, right? Zoom, AI bot, <laughs> recording our call can to like transcripts for us. That's super efficient and effective, right? I do a lot of educational webinars. So if I can do the webinar, it's still me, right? But my AI bot can script it for me and I can take some of that content and repurpose it in a newsletter or in an educational piece, or, you know, just giving it to a client, snapshotting it back in terms of content, we'll do that all day long. And then it's not me recrafting the wheel, right? I always like to say evergreen. So we evergreen as much as we can. Um, And I think AI gives us a lot of efficiencies around being, creating evergreen. So there's, I love Canva, for example. Have you ever used Canva? Oh yeah, all the time. Canva's super rad. Canva's amazing, I love Canva. Um, and Canva has AI built into it. So it has AI interfaces in it, right? Um, everybody's, I, I laughed so hard when ChatGPT or ChatGPT3 came out. People were like, oh my God, I was like, here we go. This is going to be so fun. Let's watch this yeah. unfold, right? Like everybody was like, what's this? What's this? I mean, we did a one page sheet like that. And I was like, here you go, everybody that doesn't know how to understand this or what to do, but why you should. And so, you know, with ChatGPT3, I always talk about AI in terms of like conceptual sizes, like V1, that's the size of a P. That's our, that's you and I applying at our blockbuster video jobs. That's the size of a P, right? Uh, You know, five years later, 10 years later, we maybe get V2, right? V2 is the size of maybe like the state of Texas, beautiful Texas, right? State of Texas. V3, that's chat GPT3 right now, that's the size of potentially the Northern hemisphere, right? V4, because of how exponential AI grows and learns, is going to be the size of the universe. And now I cannot conceptualize the universe. I can conceptualize our solar system in my brain, my, my tiny little brain. The universe to me is, is not, it's not something I can conceptualize in terms of size, but that's how impactful and, and quickly AI grows. And, and by the way, that time gap shrinks because it learns from itself. It's super intelligent. It's highly intelligent. Um, It's more intelligent than you and I in terms of the ability to 
articulate and to, to dissect data and then make decisions around data and then adjust quickly. I always talk about adjusting the flywheel. I always adjust the flywheel in my business constantly, constant process improvement. Yeah. So AI does that with, with, within milliseconds that we can't even understand or fathom. Well, I, I was, I was blown away. You know, so I, I pay for the, like the paid version of chat GPT. Yeah. Right. So I'm, so I'm never locked out of it. I always have access to it. And, um, my book is coming out in, in just a few days. Yay. And so I was trying to, I was trying to write the back cover for it. And, and I kept writing it and was like, ugh, like this sucks. This is not what mm-hmm. I want it to be. And so I jumped into chat GPT and I, and I said, Hey, I'm going to send you a paragraph. Can you rewrite it? And, and then I typed it in and they pasted it in and then they rewrote it. And then I said, can you add dry and witty humor to it? And then what it gave me back, Stacia, like that's what's on the back cover of my book. I because love it. I, I wanted it to be dry and witty because that's what who I am. But I just wasn't feeling dry and witty. And Chad GPT took care of it for me. And so like. I get, you would probably say that's like the most practical way mm-hmm. that we could be leveraging like AI right now. Totally. Like, I mean, my, um, you know, my team, we leverage AI all day long, chat GPT, I have the paid version too, you know, and it's like, sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, how do I articulate um, this? Or how do I, what, what do I say? And I'm like, chat GPT, ask a question. You know, like what I love about what I love about AI is it doesn't need to replace you. It's just a way to it's a mechanism to to do things maybe a little bit differently, Um, to think about things a little bit differently. You know, do you ever get stuck? Like I'm and I'm super excited to read your book and congratulations. So it's one of my bucket list items. I'm just so happy for you and excited. That's amazing. Um, But you ever get stuck where you're just like you weren't feeling dry and witty. You know, yeah, you just all the time. your brain, your brain, it has the capacity sometimes, you know, I love neuroscience. Like, um, I'm a big nerd when it comes to neuroscience. I, I believe in limbic brain activity. Like I study this, like I have my why on why I do things. It's all about limbic brain. It's from Simon Sinek's book. Like it changed my life. I left the tech world, came back into this business forever because I love it. Um, but you know, sometimes our brain are tired. And there it's, it's okay to leverage technology and right. you're not a bot. And I'm not going to read the back cover of your book and go, gosh, Kyle is such a bot, man. Ah, oh, this is like robotic. And that's the thing I think people get scared of. You know, they also, you know, the thing about chat GPT, for example, it's like, it, it, it can help us. Like, I don't think that it's ever going to be a way for, you know, us to like all say the same thing. I think there's a, this thought too, that if, this AI comes into play. Like, remember the Jetsons? I'm going to age myself again. Golly sakes. Okay. So the Jetsons, right? It's like, sometimes they're all just zipping around doing the same thing. It's like, we don't have to be, it, we're not that right there. We right. are very unique. Our DNA is super unique. Uh, my mom was here. I look nothing like my mom <laughs> yet. I'm a product of my mom. My DNA right. is super unique to, from my mom. And it's like, we can put our own DNA on something. We can leverage technology to be authentic, 
to be real, to be who we are. And quite honestly, like, I mean, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my other computer screen here and I have all of these bookmarks at the top. They're all AI, really. They're all tools and systems that I use that implement AI so that I can be really, really good. Um, you know, in the mortgage world, like people that don't use AI, I'm always like, come on guys, like, this is crazy. We talk about very complex things all the time. Most loan officers do a terrible job of explaining it. In my opinion, use AI to pull yeah. out an analogy, use AI to, to, to pull out an analogy, to explain something that's very complicated, right? Because how do people relate? They relate with analogies and stories they relate with empathy and we can do that. We can use AI to pull the information down and then put our own personal empathetic spin on it, put our own story behind it, et cetera. Well, so what, you know, if I were to tie a bow on what I feel like you're saying and what I hope you're saying so that I would agree with it is AI won't replace a mortgage lender, but a mortgage lender using AI will replace a mortgage lender not using AI. Yeah. I mean, I think what's what I what I believe to be true and so, you know, same day certainty can or whatever you want to call it. I don't care. We all have different names for it. When somebody on my team was like, Woo, oh, my gosh, I have an underwriting approval in two hours or an hour, whatever ridiculous thing it is. And I was like, that's so cool. That's trying to replace you and I. And she was like, what? And I was like, yes, it's building efficiencies. That's AI. I had a conversation with a leader in my industry incredibly intelligent, um, amazing, amazing human. And they were like, AI will never come in my career path. She's about my age. I was like, hundred percent it is because really you have to remember what are we at in AI in the mortgage space right now? We're at about version two to three, um, version four, the time frame is like this. And it's going to be very aggressive. So my belief is, is that agency will get really comfortable. So Fannie, Freddie will get really comfortable with AI decision making. Because there will be an ability to determine whether if you had a mortgage file, if you had an ability to repay your debt. And based on that, just like that blockbuster video, is Kyle going to steal or not steal? It's going to be the same thing. Is Kyle going to default or not default? And so there's going to be a flat, that center of that you know, financing component that's a lot of financing in the United States, it's going to go away. Yeah. That doesn't mean, and I had somebody say to me, oh, well, people want to talk to us. Well, for, for sure, of course. But from a compensation perspective, from how we are paid, from how the, you know, agency interacts, like does agency then need, you know, mortgage lenders to, to, to really communicate the value? Um, maybe, maybe not, but that goes away. Because the risk factor between Kyle can pay his mortgage and Kyle cannot pay his mortgage, that's highly intelligent. And that those data points and those risk points, I, I call them little neurons. They're neurons and they fire it. You know, our right. brain has these neuron pathways. Similarly, AI does it, but it does it so much faster than we can even conceptualize. It's going to get real comfortable with that. That's not to say that there is not space for human intelligence within mortgage financing. I believe there are investors on the secondary. There is... There is components of financing that needs that needs highly intelligent humans to guide them through the process and to help them navigate. You know, I always tell people to this, and this goes back to my DNA analogy. Your financing is as unique as your DNA. I don't care that you have a 720 credit score and your best buddy has a 720 credit score and you're putting 5% down and you're buying cookie cutter homes next to each other in a new brand new community. And 
I can guarantee you work for the same company. I can guarantee you something is going to be different in that transaction. Yeah. So that's where this, that's where the space will be. Right. So I do think it will take away a little bit of the, the opportunity. I think some of the industry will, will flatten within that. And I think that there'll be this, you know, blockchain technology, artificial intelligence, it's coming so fast that there's going to be this moment where it's going to, a little bit, it's going to dissipate and go away. Um, and that's where my conversation about the, you know, really about what to do with a wider net and how do you survive in this industry? And how do you, how are you valuable? And how do your clients show up? And like, how do you give them what they need um, with the absolute best solution for their, for their financing and, and being an advisor and giving guidance and giving information? I don't think AI is going to take that away. Well, and, and I think what goes untalked about too often is we're all asking ourselves internally, whether we ever say this out loud or not, like, do I trust her? Do I trust that restaurant? Do I trust okay. that brand? Do I trust? And so what, what I'm watching, right, are, is, is all these mortgage people, all these real estate people who have been accustomed to just being good at their job. Mm -hmm. And that's all you needed, right? For yeah. decades, you just needed to be good. Because all people knew to ask was, I want to buy a house. I need a good lender. But now, because of AI, because of how fast the internet moves, we have access to too much data. So I no longer have to care whether you're good at your job or not if you look like you suck on the internet. That's right. Yeah. Right? And so so that's the, like, what, what I want to kind of transition to with you is, is because you, as, as I've gotten to know you, like I'm seeing your content everywhere and it's really good. There's a ton of value being provided. What, what do you coach? Like for all the lenders that you coach or the VPs that you coach, how do you get them to buy in to this online presence when they've just been so accustomed to being like, I win awards, bro. I, like I'm amazing. Like, why do I need to jump through these hoops on the internet now? What do you do to overcome like that, that mindset with people? Well, I have my own personal journey with it. So I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Personally, I have, I, I, I had an allergic reaction to social media and to digital, digital presence. I'm a very private person. I'm an extroverted introvert. I need my downtime. My husband says, you sit on the couch at the end of the day and you don't talk to me. And I'm like, that's because I'm so drained. I'm an introvert. I need that kind of like ability to recoup. So to me, Personally, my allergic reaction is, you know, this, the social world that's digital was that I was like, is that real? Is that not real? Like, ooh, I don't know how that makes me feel. I don't know. You know, I'm a mom. I have two young boys, like all of these things. Um, what I recognized was as somebody who's, you know, a coach and um, I want to, you know, I want to be, I'm going to be delightfully disruptive in this industry. Watch. I have lots of big goals. Like we have big goals that we're going towards and I'm moving towards. Um and, you know, I think about how can I make big impacts in people's lives? How can I evergreen information and value? I'm a big believer in education. I think the best in our industry are. How can I do that in a way that's like evergreening? I can just make it, I put it out there and, and it can go and I can push people to it and they can learn and they can make decisions on their own. Um, I was like, I got to get all in on this. And so I'm not necessarily, you know, like, 
I, I, I'm doing video as much as I can. I'm doing as much data as I can. I evergreen content. If I'm in a Zoom call like this and I'm recording it, like I'm going to push it out there because it's valuable. And my goal is, is if I can bring value to somebody that I serve, whether that's, you know, a loan officer that works for me or branch manager works, whatever, it doesn't matter. It, a client, a, a real estate partner. I just had an amazing conversation with this super brilliant estate planner in Arizona, like, I want to be able to bring that content and give it to people because I will tell you this, like you Google these things and it's kind of like, you're kind of like in a snowstorm trying to figure your way out of this stuff. And people make decisions on whether I trust you and like you, Kyle, I've never met you, but I gave you a virtual hug. I'll give you another one. I, I do right. like you, right? Like I've never physically met you. I've done my due diligence on you. You know, I feel like I know you. And I think that digital brand I have a brilliant, brilliant coach. I have, I have coaches in my life too, um, as being one. Uh, Richard Milligan says, you know, we're in a digital social revolution. And he is he is 100% accurate. We're in a digital social revolution. And when you think about that, you know, that's that's crazy stuff. There is no more yellow pages. <laughs> I, right. I was coaching a loan officer and I was like, have you Googled your name lately? No. I'm like, oh, that's funny because I just Googled your name and I'm a direct communicator and in a loving, kind way. It's always comes from love. But I was like, you're, you're temporarily closed online. You're temporarily. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, open. I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you right now, you're temporarily closed. So get uncomfortable with this stuff. And I was talking to another um, branch manager um, and I was uh, having a conversation with this person. And I was like, have you ever Googled your image? Like, have you done an image search on yourself? Oh, no. I'm like, the third person in is in an orange jumpsuit and has your name. And his name was not, you know, Fred Smith, by the way. It was pretty specific. Yeah. I was like, that's what I would do if I didn't know who you were. So we have to embrace it. And... You know, the, the beautiful thing is we all, we all are people, right? Like I have personas. My personas are, I'm a mom, you know, I'm a wife. Um, I am a, I'm a leader in this industry, in the mortgage industry. I am a coach. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly spiritual and I'm, I, I care for my body as in a whole self. And so those are my personas of who I am. Right. And I, you know, and I'm a, a daughter and a sister and all those things, but I want people to understand who I am. And so why would I not control that content? Why would I not control that mm -hmm. stuff? And, and honestly, why would I, my thing with being a leader in this industry is about education. It's about being disruptive. It's about thinking differently. It's about helping people cast a wider net and for originators casting a wider net and surviving um, as change comes. So I want to, before we keep going, I want to get, I want to give a quick shout out to Richard Milligan because he's one of my favorite people on the planet. I he, love it. He's helped me write my book. He's let me borrow, like my team is, has connected to his team. So uh, shout out to Richard because he is one of the good ones. He's one of the best. Richard Milligan and Cindy Ehrman is my other coach. And they are both um, two of the most incredible humans Um I've, I've ever interacted with. And I feel very blessed that they're both in my life. I love and adore them. And Richard is, um, I, I just, I just, I can't say enough amazing things about him. He's, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He is so. amazing. And Cindy, and Cindy's amazing as well. Oh my gosh. Um, she's amazing. 
I don't know. I don't know her as well as I know Richard, but they're in that same caliber of like echelon yeah. of humans and good like leaders and givers, right? Like that's the thing you said, Richard. Like yeah, you, Richard's like just the most one of the most generous people. So is Cindy. They're just super generous with their outpouring of of giving and impact. One hundred percent. So as as we kind of begin to like land this ship. Because yeah. if we just keep giving people too much, they'll do nothing with with all of this stuff, yeah. right? So you 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 you've mentioned twice now about like people casting wider nets, mm-hmm. um, kind of just the premise of like like wider is always better, right? More is always better, mm-hmm. and so talk about like is is the opposite of that true? Should we be niching down our nets? Should we be in expanding our nets, but in a very intentional way? Like yeah. what, what should that look like for people? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to speak to it from my industry, right? Because so from my industry, cast a wider net, net means, in my opinion, from what I hear people say, go do more coffee dates, go do more happy hours, go make more phone calls on Tuesday or whatever. And to me, yeah. a wider net is more about being a person of value and then being able to take that wider net. I call it a spider web. So I mm. think I don't like spiders, but I think spider webs are really beautiful. Right. So like if you ever see yeah. a spider, you're walking through the woods, it's gorgeous. Like oh, that's a wider net to me, a spider, a spider web can go from tree to tree, which might feel like it's like across the United States, that little spider, but that's a big, that's a big net. And so how do we conceptualize and think that way? To me, that's not doing more in my own backyard, to me, that's potentially talking to people across the United States. That's that's mm. understanding program product pricing. That's understanding investors. That's that's understanding the economy. I'm a student of economics, specific to real estate and debt. Like I study this stuff, and it's not just the thought leaders in our space. Like I do my own research. I'm I'm a nerd when it comes to economy. So, you know, I the digital branding that's a wider net. You know, how do we grow and build a wider net? Because the reality is, is being in a social revolution, digital social revolution, you can give a wider net Mm -hmm. and, but don't be a wider net just to do it, like do something of value. So when you say, should we niche? I think what you should do. And I think what people should do in, in both real estate and mortgage is like, be thoughtful in your value. You know, I talked about my five personas as a human, and I always think about those, like, what am I showing up with value? You know, what, what, how can I get value? Like, and value in those components, like value does not need to be, you know, I read this industry article or I saw this great social hack, like value can be like, Hey, Kyle, I love that you're writing a book. Have you thought about these two things? Like I saw this other, that, re- that reminds me of this, right? Yeah. And so you can, we as humans can bring value. We can leverage AI to bring value, bring value in that and cast a wider net. So you're not just in this, like, I don't think, I think niching is, is it's not bad, but I think you need to be on that because when you niche, you you're standing on one rug and personally and professionally, um, and, and from experience, you know, from others that I've seen the rug can get ripped out that, and in our industries, 80%, we cannot control 20% we can control. And so think about that 20%, think about what you're really exceptional in. lean into that you know, and bring value for others. When you bring value to others and you give back to others, it, it comes back in spades, right? And so um, those are the things I think about from a wider that. perspective. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, well, I think that's part of why I wrote a book, right? Like that, that was, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's widening my net, but it's being very intentional about the way that I do it. I love it. You know, it's so it's I, 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 I wish we could stay here for another 30 minutes because there's so much, there's so much more that, that. I want to ask about that. Obviously you have the ability to share about the way I want to end this is from, from your coaching chair, mm. right? You, you work with leaders across the country you have for years. You're also coached by incredible leaders in in our industry. And so what's the one thing, because obviously like, like good coaching is expensive. And so for yeah. a lot of people that may listen to this, they may have never really been able to technically like afford a good coach. Yeah. Right. And so what is the, what is the thing right now that you're getting the most pushback on from the people you coach that you're like, dude, you better freaking get this because it's coming. Things are changing. Like, is there one thing that you can kind of put your finger on of like, oh, this is definitely the conversation that I'm having over and over and over and over again. Oh yeah. It's, it's 100% um, avoidance of technology and systems, you know, in these, in my industry specifically, um, it's very antiquated. Uh, It's built over a wooden desk um, with a stack of paper with no offense, a guy in a suit in a bank. And um, we have not evolved beyond that much. Our technologies and our internal systems are built around contract, you know, Get an, get an application in, get a loan in, get a contract in, close the contract, make sure the loan is sellable to the secondary markets. That's it. Companies do a moderately okay job on here and here. But really, like I always tell people that I talk to, whether I'm you know having a conversation about joining our team, whether it's a coaching client, um, I'm like, you are a CEO. You're a CEO. Yeah. If I sat next to you, we do the same job. You're awesome at what you do. You know, if you just look at a pure numbers, let's just say we're similar in terms of production. You do things totally different than I do things, you know, but we are CEOs and building systems and processes and tech and leveraging technologies around your process flow, around how you do things is going to keep you alive as AI comes in and is super disruptive. And if we can Mm. do the things and we can control it and we can own it. And I'm not just talking about our company and I'm not, I, I'm we're in compliance. Like we do things the right way. We, we are, we follow the rules. I'm just saying like, think about your business, be a CEO in your business and use technology to do it to the highest level of efficiency of effectiveness while giving this really great experience to your clients and those that you serve. Because at the end of the day, they care, they want to work with you because they trust you, but you've got to have systems and technologies and process flow in place. I mean, I have so much stuff that we've built um, that I'm really, really proud of and all components of our business. That's ours, right? That we're going down licensing on and this is cool stuff. Um, and our industry is really antiquated. We're really behind the eight ball and the adoption. Yeah. of it. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And so I think about that and that's what I always try to coach my people with. I'm like, be a CEO, own your magic sauce, own your why and like build systems and technologies, create efficiencies around it. Because at the end of the day, you don't have 50 hours in a day to do all the things you need to do. Right. It's so good. I, I love that answer. I couldn't agree more with that answer. <laughs> um, 
So thank you for saying that. And how, Stacia, how, how do people connect? Yeah. Because you, you're crushing it online. And so I want to make sure that my people become your people. So where, where can they find you? Yeah, I, my, my, I have a brand. My brand is Delightful Refuge. That's, there's a story behind that. It equates to my why and my Olympic brain. That's a different conversation. Um, but I'm on social, you know, it's just Stacia underscore Wisehar. I'm typically on all social channels. So connect with me there. Um, I'm happy to just, I love being connected to people in this business. Yeah. Oftentimes we feel like we're on our own little island. Connections make all the difference in the world and they matter so deeply. Yep. So we, we will have all those links in the, in the, the, the show notes for this episode. Stacia, thank you for saying yes to doing this, this podcast with me. It's I, totally I can't my wait pleasure and honor. It's my honor to be on here with you. And I cannot wait to read your book. Thank you. That's awesome. I hope you don't hate it. You know, we'll find out. <laughs> I might not like the back cover. I'm just kidding. I'm going to love it. <laughs> it's probably the worst because I, I overuse AI to write it. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.